This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to episode three of Rams Talk, uh, a talk show which is part of the Rams Monthly Review Show. I've got three brand new guests after an unbelievable win at the weekend against Blackpool. I'm firstly joined by James. How you doing? I'm good, thank you, mate. I'm good, thank you. I'm joined by Kieran. Good evening, Jake. How are we, mate? I'm very, very good, thank you. Uh, and Simon. Evening. How you doing? I'm, I'm very, very good, and I, and I hope you're all good as well. Um, we're going to kick off today's show uh, talking all about everything that happened on Saturday. I mean, anyone that was there will know it was, it was a bit of a crazy day, and even people that weren't there will know uh, some of the stuff that was going on. And uh, I know you were there, Kieran, so I'm going to come straight to you with this. Um, can you sort of talk yeah. through Saturday and, and the atmosphere and the build-up and, and everything? I mean... Um, from start to finish, really, it was just just uh, insane. I mean, I didn't really get much sleep, so I was just playing all these different scenarios in my head. Um, and it's kind of one of those ones that you didn't really want to end once you were there. Um, I mean, from mid-morning, um, there was just pockets of Derby fans right across the town centre in different pubs. Um, you could hear us chanting from streets away. Um, and then when we did finally get into the pubs and stuff, um, I know the pub that we were in, there was a few Blackpool fans in there and we sat and had a drink and we chatted and it was just such a nice, nice atmosphere because I'm sure we, we've all experienced those away days where you don't really want to wear your away, like your away colours or your home colours in, in the town centres. But it was one of those ones where I felt I felt proud to put on the shirt and represent us um, up there. And that was started from the mid-morning right through the 90 minutes and even afterwards, um, going back into the town centre, it was just unbelievable. Yeah, I think you've you've summed it up really, really well there. I think it was it was a nice atmosphere, wasn't it? You know, I've I've been on away days where, especially after the game, if we've won, you've sort of felt a little bit concerned wearing your club colours. But uh, it, it was just brilliant yeah, in Blackpool. Yeah, and uh, one thing that I noticed, I mean, me and my brother went, and we were just walking down the front. And it was about four or five hours before kickoff. And all you could see everywhere were Derby shirts, just everywhere. And it was, it felt like you were in Derby, but we were in Blackpool. It was, it was pretty good. I mean, apart from all the farmers, it was, it was a, uh, <laughs> it was a, a very Derby filled area. But uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a topic for another day. Um, Simon, yeah, we'll come definitely. on to you now. We'll come on to you. Um, what did you make of the game? What did you make of the team's performance? I, I, 
firstly, it was, you know, a nice surprise to actually get three points away from home. Um, I think performance-wise, it wasn't perhaps up there with with previous performances. I think our, you know, Mr. Rooney said as much in his post-match interview. Um, but the highlight for me are, were probably the two young lads that scored, you know, to score your first senior goal, 4,000 travelling away Derby County fans, um, you know, and just to see the highlights and see the elation on on their face and run into the crowd and over to Wayne Rooney and whatnot in, in, in the case of the first goal. It's just really nice to see, really wholesome, enjoyable experience. Yeah, I think I think that's that's spot on. I mean, you know, you could see it, as you said there, Malcolm's face when he scored. You could see what it meant to him. And same with Aaron Cashin. I mean, two young lads who, since they've come in, have been fantastic, haven't they? And and yeah. for them both to score their first goals for the club at the same time was, was special in front of that atmosphere as well. Um, and, and James, I'm going to come to you now. Um, Aaron Cashin, since he's come in, a lot of people have said a lot of things about him. 99% of those things are positive because he has been brilliant. What have you made to him since he's come into the side? He's been a rock. Um, he, he just doesn't look out of place at all, which is the... The, the scary thing probably for someone of his kind of size uh, because he isn't he isn't the biggest center back about i think we're we're all aware of that um but um his age as well you, you don't tend to find that you, your center backs kind of mature into that position until they're probably in the the you know probably mid 20s really um yeah. it's a it's a position much like a goalkeeper in, in my opinion um you you tend to be able to mature into the position a little bit there's other positions that you know you'll, you'll probably get away with being a, a bit younger as a, as a as a tricky winger, so on and so forth. But to be able to come into a, a position that probably comes in for more scrutiny than most uh, as a centre back, because you make a mistake, it probably um, quite obviously it helps with having the experience of Curtis Davis next to him. Um, but yeah, Aaron Cashin, he, he just looks uh, far beyond his years. You, you wouldn't put him out of place in in that team at all. Yeah, and I mean what you said there about having Davis next to him, it it it, it seems a little bit to me like the Wayne Rooney Max Bird situation that we had a few years back. You know, you've got a vastly experienced player who's been there, they've done it, they've done it at the top level, and then you've got someone who's incredibly young and and really wants to improve next to them. And uh, I do think it's it's definitely helped Cash, and I think he, he might have struggled a bit more if he had someone who didn't have Curtis Davis's leadership. An experience next to him, but um, Simon, what are, what are your thoughts? The great thing about Cashin is 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 this merge between the old school centre back where you get to head it and kick it, but this new kind of age centre back where it's so comfortable. Actually, like he can, you know, he's, he's got a great first touch. He can he can he can make sure it, it more more often than not he finds a white shirt, and on top of that, he's got that sort of raking cross filled left foot is sort of the locker as well. So I just think it's it's nice to see new age centre back comfortable with the football, but also got those old school centre back qualities. Yeah, yeah, that's that's absolutely spot on. I think he's he's probably the ideal modern centre half, isn't he? Because he can do all of the as you were saying there, he can do all the hard stuff, 
all the the hard defensive stuff where you need to be big, you need to be strong, you need to you know have your head switched on. But he's also got a great first touch. He's very very composed on the ball, and I think that composure has probably helped Curtis Davis out quite a lot. You know, it must be good for him. You know, he's he's not the best centre back on the ball. I'm sure he'd be the first to admit. Um, but he's got someone next to him that he knows that all the time his first touch will always be good. His passing will always be good. So it must be a big bonus. Um, Kieran, I'm going to come to you with this one to speak about the other young lad who uh, had a very, very good game, scored his first goal. Um, Malcolm Ebioe, you know, a lot of people have said positive things. I've said a lot of positive things. What have you made to him recently? Um, I'll be honest, I think at first um, I was sceptical. Um, I think his first couple of games, he was, uh, he was very cautious. Uh, didn't want his typical young lad performance where he didn't really want to make a mistake. A lot of um, sideways and back was passing into the midfield, which is fine. But then as the games come on and he was getting more time on the ball, we just see his confidence grow and he was leaving seasoned professional centre-halves and full-backs on the deck. Um, one thing I think I would say I'd like to see more from him, and I think we said this with Festi Eberselli, is sometimes just that final product um, needs some work. But again, with, with him being such a young lad, I can't fault him uh, for what I've seen so far in that that um, sort of care on the ball will come with more game time and more experience. I think we're on to an absolute winner there, to be honest. Absolutely. And and would you say he's he's probably, when you, when you think about all the players we've got in the squads and all the players we've got that are out of contract, is he someone that you'd say is it's essential we keep him? Um, absolutely. Yeah, I think him and Cashin would probably be in my top five um, right now. Um Cashin, obviously, we all know, we know how good Cashin is. Um, but Ebio, he could he could be really a bit of a cheat code in League One. I think alongside uh, Ravel Morrison, then pair up top. And I think with the addition of possibly a new striker, um, I think we could have a very dangerous um, attacking threat next season. I agree. I agree. And James, I mean, Kieran just alluded there to, to getting a new striker. Um if we did happen to pick up a striker, someone who could put the ball in the net, which is something that we've really struggled with in recent years, do you think that will get the best out of Derby's creative players? Um, I think so, yeah. I mean, it's it's all up in the air at the moment, isn't it? Nobody knows who we're going to be able to, to keep hold of, who we're going to be able to attract to the club, um, whether there is going to be a club uh, even. Um, I think we're all obviously a lot more hopeful now than, than what we were um, a few weeks back and certainly few months back of edging closer as to where it needs to be able to be but we I think for me League One it's a different proposition again to, to the Championship it's going to be that little bit more rough and tumble um, you're not going to have quite as much time on the ball there's going to be a lot more long ball um, and you're going to need almost an old school um, you know centre forward uh, someone of the I suppose the, the Steve Howard um, ilk kind of thing. You've got to be big bit of brawn up there to be able to, to hold the play up and you know bring people in around him. Uh, I think you know, like Kieran alluded to, um, with your kind of top five everywhere, you, you need to be keeping hold of him. Um, Ravel Morrison, it, it, cash in. We we need to be able to keep hold of these players, and I think genuinely we we manage to be able to keep hold of the the vast majority of them. Um, we'll have a, a good shot at being a, a decent team in, in League One. But quite obviously, there's a long way to be able to go before then. Yeah, yeah, there is a, a really long way to go. There's a, 
a lot of deals to be done, a lot of signings to be made. Um, Simon, James just said there about, we don't know if we'll have a club. Um, obviously, it's come out this week that Chris Kirschner is is very close to sealing his deal. Um, the question is all over the stadium. Um, how confident are you that it's all going to be sorted? I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. Um, I think that at the start of this process, um, our former owner, I don't really want to say his name, um, would have said to the admin guys, this is what I'm prepared to accept for the stadium. Um, I hoped, I, I, I just hope is sort of staying true to that. Obviously the council uh, in, you know, trying to purchase it um, and then lease it to the club on what I hope is incredibly nice terms. But mm. what fills me with confidence is what happens if this doesn't go through. We're not purchasing that actually for our former owner isn't really going to be a good thing. And he probably stands out to lose a lot more if he lets it go that way. So for that reason, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Yeah, I, I think I'd probably agree with you, mate, to be honest. Um, I think Mel has a lot to lose. Oh, sorry, I won't say his name again. Um, <laughs> the man has a lot to lose. Um, if we do go under, you know, it's it's no one's going to pay that sort of money for a stadium that's, you know, not going to be used by anyone. So he does he does stand to lose a lot. Um, I do think, obviously, Chris Kirshner's fully committed now. He's he said everything that he said. You know, all the stuff came out in midweek from from Steve McLaren, of, of all people, um, that he'd been putting money into the facilities already. You know, he turned our recovery facilities back on, which hadn't been on for a while, um, and stuff like that. I think it just shows that he, he does really want the club. Um, an interesting one for me is... If he does pull out, which if he can't get the stadium sorted, he said he'd do. Um, Mike Ashley is a name that's obviously been banded around. Um, Kieran, I mean, if if worse did come to worse, and we're speaking purely hypotheticals here, um, if there was no other option, would how happy would you be with Mike Ashley? Um, well, when obviously everything kicked off with the club. Um, and there's obviously the three names, obviously the Appleby party, Ashley and Kirchner. Um, originally, I think a lot of Derby fans will agree with me here that Ashley would probably, at the time, was my preferred choice, purely because we've seen what he did at Newcastle. He took them from an average championship team to a settled Premier League side, which is, um, again, I'm sure Derby fans will agree with me, is what, what we'd love to have as um, at our football club. Um, I think... Like you said, speaking hypothetically, if it does go wrong with Kirchner, then I'd be more than happy um, for Ashley to come in. We know he's got the funding and the backing behind him. We know he's already passed the fit and proper test for an owner. Um, he's got a good, very good business mind. Um, he's got great connections within the sport. So, um, Although I am confident Kirchner will get it done, um, I definitely wouldn't be opposed to Ashley either, to be fair. Yeah, I think we're all nodded our heads in agreement here. I think I think you've made some really good points there. I think, you know, it's 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 a good worst case scenario to have, isn't it? I think there's there's well, it's not the worst case, is it? But it's a good worst case we stay around scenario to have. Um, it'd be nice to have him, and uh, yeah, I think the last thing we want is is AFC Derby. But um, going back to the weekend again, uh, James, I'm going to come to you now. Um, just watching Richard Keogh play against Derby was an incredibly weird thing to go through. I mean, it was weird at Pride Park, but it was even weirder at, at Bloomfield Road when he was, you know, hardly in front of us. He's a player that's always divided opinion, and I'm sure he'll divide opinion even between us. 
Um, what what do you make of of Richard Keir? Are you still in the? He's a he's a Derby hero camp, or are you in the uh, Richard Keir as the villain camp? I'm in the the camp that Richard Keogh is a liability. Um, I'm ne- I've never been a massive fan. My, my dad even less so. Um, he, he he always seemed around about three seconds away from absolute disaster, um, and you your heart would go in your mouth when he'd, he'd make those what I can only describe as very strange runs forward uh, and then he'd, he'd potentially lose the ball and then you've got the likes of you know Curtis Davis and possibly Jake Buxton further back where you know they're, they're kind of clearing up for, for mistakes that he that he makes um, he wasn't all bad I've got, got to say that he obviously had his, his good games um, you, know, you, you can't take away that assist Um for Mason Mount against uh, Leeds in the in the semi final, that was that was some great play and probably one of the only times where he made that run forward and it and it paid off. And I remember cheering that one. Um, but I, I think he's out of contract in the summer uh, with Black uh, with Blackpool. I would not have him back um, if if that's where this kind of conversation starts starts leading. Um, I'm I'm very much of the the kind of the thinking that we need to be able to get away from this kind of you know, 2013-2014 season where we had that cracking seat, certainly second half of the season under McLaren where we managed to be able to get into the playoffs, finish third, and obviously it then didn't go any further. Um, we all know what happened then. But we need to be able to get away from that kind of... Um, th- those members of staff or that playing staff that we had then. Um, we, we need new blood. We need new people. We need new, new people that are going to take this club forward to where it, it deserves to be. And I, I would not be... A fan of having Richard Keogh back. Simon, what do you reckon? Um, I think it's somewhat different to James. I used to love Keogh. Um, I, 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 I can't even explain why. I just, I, I, was, I was a huge fan. I appreciate, appreciated that he had the odd mistake in him. But my reckoning was actually he was a really decent championship defender. And if he didn't have the odd mistake in him, he'd probably be playing somewhere else other than Derby. Um, Having said that, after everything that went down, um, my love for him dwindled quite considerably. Um, and now I'm just, I don't, I don't really care. I think, will I have him back? I, I, I don't, I don't really want him back. But if he added to the squad, then he was improvement on what we had or added to the depth of the squad. And he was in the position where he wanted to return and like I say, he improved us as a team and compared to all the other options, it made sense. And yes, um, I'm, I've, I've got no problem with that, but I don't actively want him back, but neither do I not want him back if he's a, if he's a right person for the job type thing. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I think um, from a footballing perspective, I, I always, I always quite liked him. Um, would I have him back now? If he was a randomer called, you know, I don't know, let's throw a name out there, like James Burns or something like that, and he had no affiliation with Derby before and we signed him, I'd be happy. But the fact that he's Richard Keogh, um, you could already imagine what would crack off on social media if he re-signed. You know, you can, you can, you can picture the arguments already. I, I think... For the for the sheer carnage that it caused, I, I don't think I don't think it'd be uh, it'd be the one for me. Um, it's also worth noting, though, Jay, that the Blackpool fans seem to have quite a soft spot for him. So I'm not sure whether perhaps they'll get an extra, like some extra time there next year. Anyway, 
Yeah, yeah, and they they gave him man of the match. Not not sure how. Not gonna lie, but he, uh, yeah, they voted him man of the match. So yeah, they must have uh, some sort of some sort of uh, liking of him. And and Kieran, you know, James spoke before about um, we need to move on from 2013, 2014, uh, which is very hard. <laughs> you know, for people like myself, yeah. and I'm I'm sure yourself too. They're some of the the best players we've ever seen play for us. Um, we've not really been blessed with many of those. Um, I've seen people call for players to come back. You know, you've obviously got Johnny Russell, who's who's in the MLS. You've got Bryson, who's kicking about up at, at St Johnston. What are your thoughts on on Derby bringing players back? Are, are you in the camp of we should we should bring players back that we love, or are you thinking we should really probably move on? Um, I think more swaying towards uh, we should probably move on now. Um, I mean. Some of the names that I've seen about on social media, I think he's purely just out of love for the, the the player and the person, not not really what they did for us or anything like that. I mean, I think the only player that comes to mind that I would have back in a heartbeat, um, if he had not signed his extension at Bristol City, I would have gone and picked Chris Martin up myself to bring him back to Derby. Um, I was in love with that man uh, from that twenty was it twenty six goals a season the playoff year. Um, and yeah, I just think he could be, well, could have been what we needed in League One in terms of a striker that he's not the quickest, but he's strong. He'll hold it up. He'll win your free kicks in and around the box where you've got your Abiyoes and your Lawrences. Um, so he's really the only one that springs to mind. I think other than that, uh, people like Bryson and Russell. I mean, Russell's a god in America. They absolutely love him over there. And I think Bryson probably... Even for League One, probably a little bit past it now, um, especially when if we can keep hold of Bielik, which is, I think, unlikely. But him and Bird in that in League One, I think, it's going to be an unbelievable midfield combination. So, yeah, I'd say move on. And this is a new era. And, yeah, we'll leave those in the past and in the memories where they belong. Yeah, I think you summed it up really well there. I mean, you know, we're, as, as lovely as it would be to have, you know, players come back, um, you know, people like Bryson, you can imagine the fanfare if he did come back. But when you think of it from a footballing perspective, I think we're getting to a point now where we need to sort of create a new era. You know, we're going down to League One. Things will be different at the club forever now. So, yeah, I'm I'm 100% with you. Um, on Chris Martin, I mean, I, I know I literally just said that we're going to move on and I'm speaking about Chris Martin. But on, on Chris Martin, I mean, you could see when we let him go and we brought in Kazim and no disrespect to Kazim, he's, he's a bit of a budget Chris Martin, isn't he? he? He does the similar sort of things, but he doesn't do it anywhere near as well. And I think that's part of the reason why we've ended up suffering over the past couple of years, because we've just not got that striker. James, so to move on, we're back in present day. Um Looking ahead to the weekend, uh, it's it's Cardiff. It's our final game of the season. Um, Rooney's sort of messed around with the team quite a lot, hasn't he? And I don't mean that in a in a negative way. He's played around. He's tried different things. What sort of side can you see us playing against Cardiff? I think Sibley will get a start. Um, I think he certainly deserves one. Um, I think he, he, I think he's probably deserved a little bit more game time than what he's he's probably had this year. Um, I think he's the kind of of player that will you give him game time you give him consistent amount of games so on so forth you'll get more and more out of him 
Um, you know, you, you'll remember the fanfare that there was around him when uh, he came back in. Uh, it was when we had the weird season, wasn't it? When we, we came back in during the summer and I think he scored the hat-trick against Millwall. Uh, the fanfare that was around him, Radio Derby had got people on that used to be his coach that were, they were saying that he was going to be the next Messi, so on and so forth. So he'd be a, he'd be a, he'd be a guaranteed start for me uh, at the weekend. Um, I, I wouldn't mess too much more with it. I think you'll you'll probably see Tom Lawrence back because I think his, his suspension's over. Um, I'd certainly um, play Davis and make him play every single minute. So he played every single minute of every championship game at the age of 37, which is just incredible. The man defies logic. Um, in, he's an, in my eyes, he's an absolute hero. I think he's such a player. He really is. Um, and I'd, I'd, I'd probably try and put as, as strong a side out as what I possibly can, if that's what you can call it. You know, it's, we're, we're full of academy players anyway. Um, but, uh, you know, let, let's go out on a high. Let's, let's fill the stadium as best as what we possibly can. And let's try and get a result and get as close to Redden as what we possibly can. So we can turn around and say, look, if we hadn't got that 21-point deduction, we'd have finished in such and such a position. Um, th- there's no reason not to be able to go out on a high now and, and be, you know, I say wasting minutes. But I wouldn't be giving minutes to people that it, it doesn't really matter. With regards to Festy, um, I wouldn't give him the, the game time. Um, I think with him moving on, um, with his, his attitude being poor, um, a few weeks back, um, I think the the likes of uh, of Malcolm need to certainly be having that kind of uh, game time because there's a chance of us obviously keeping hold of him. I think that's what we've got to try and you know keep our, our priority on really. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, you know you mentioned Davis there. It'd be I, I feel like it, it wouldn't be good, but it would be quite funny if Rudy took him off with a minute to go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Davis wouldn't appreciate that. But um, you know, you I don't just... think you'd be coming off. I think you'd, you'd have yourself another <laughs> um, as as not as sorry, uh, Kepa. Kepa. Yeah, Kepa. Yeah. <laughs> I think you would. I think you would. And I mean, you know, you spoke about Sibley there. He's he's one that I've I've been surprised as well. Our little game time he's had, but I think he's struggled by being. He's quite locked to one position, isn't he? He plays that mm. that central position, and when we don't play that formation, he ends up on the wing and. When when he's on the wing, he's he's well, he's not a winger, is he? And we, we've seen that all season. Yeah. But you know, when he, he came on against Blackpool, he I thought his performance was was good. I mean, he, the run for the goal was 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 great. And yeah, it was. let's just let's just hope we get we get a bit more of that. Um, Simon, on to you. I mean, James has just opened the the big Festia Vasile shaped can of worms. Um, what have you made of of Rooney's comments towards Vesti. I know it's been a couple of weeks now. Um, he played at Blackpool. He didn't play particularly well, to be honest. I think if there was any player on the pitch, I'd say didn't play well, it would be him. Gave away the penalty. Um, Rooney's been very critical of his attitude. Um, what have you sort of made of the whole situation? It's an odd one, isn't it? I think Head versus heart, like in in terms of heart, you want these young players. But like, right, I've I've grown up at the club. This club's given me so much, and I know there's a, I don't have a contract on the table. But whatever they put in front of me at the end of the year, I'm going to sign it. And then if if I go to a different, at least I can generate the club some cash, and hopefully there's some understanding on each side. But he's the only one that hasn't done that, and he has jumped ship. And I'm not sure that's a great look when lots of other players in a similar position um, have had the option, I imagine, to do so as well. That being said, the age he is, the uncertainty, um, a really good contract offer, you only get one career. So from a head point of view, I can understand it. 
from a heart point of view, I'd want, I'd, I don't know, I'm not overly happy with it. I don't think his performances have been that great since he actually decided to leave and go elsewhere. So for that reason, I would agree with James completely. I would not start him um, at the weekend at all. Yeah, and I think what's interesting, I mean, I saw someone say the other day that Malcolm's actually equaled the amount of goals and assists he's got for Derby in in much fewer games as well, which I think I think has kind of softened the blow a little bit as well, hasn't it? I remember when when it was announced that he was leaving, you know, I was devastated. And I know a lot of other fans were devastated because he seemed like the most exciting player we'd had in ages. And then out pops Malcolm out of nowhere and he's he's ended up looking even better. But yeah, Kieran, um, just to move on to you, I mean how have you felt with the the whole contract situation? I mean, you know, Simon mentioned there that um, Festi's already gone. Um, we've got a lot of others that come. I think it's June first. They can start talking to other teams. Um, are you are you nervous? Are you worried? Um, I'm, obviously, there was a comments. I think it was either last week or the week before that Rooney was uh, pretty much nailed on that he's spoken to the players and they wanted to stay and play for him. Um, then obviously you get agents on your back, you get other clubs sort of sniffing around. Um, I think I think we will keep a lot of players with Rooney and the whole project being the big attraction there. Like some of these younger players, especially uh, to be part of potentially. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen next year. It's going to be a long old season, but potentially to be part of a big promotion uh, promotion story. And this is the new Derby County. I think that'll be a massive pull for these young players and also to do it under uh, Wayne Rooney even more so, um, which is why I'm quite excited about the, the players we can bring in um, for those reasons exactly. The, purely the, the pull of Rooney is enough for a lot of young players, but just the project and the whole aura around the club at the moment, um, I'm quite confident we'll have a, a, a solid summer. I think you're right and I think we've just got to make use of the the momentum that we have now, don't we? I mean, having Rooney, having the project, as you mentioned there, um, and having everything that's obviously going on at the club's a, a big boost, isn't it? And, you know, if if we'd gone down and everything was miserable and we had, I don't know, Phil Brown as manager or something like that, I don't think we'd we'd have anywhere near the same level of chances of keeping these players. You know, the talk of people like Tom Lawrence, I mean, Tom Lawrence is, is a top player in the championship. To have him potentially playing in League One is ridiculous when you think about it. And, and people like Bielik as well, to have the actual potential to keep these players is is quite ridiculous, but you've just got to hope that that we do. Um, we're going to move on. Just one final point before we uh, before we finish off today. Um, just want a little bit of a prediction for, for this weekend. Um, last week, everyone was pretty upbeat and they were right because we won. Uh, we'll start off with you, James. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you think we'll, we'll win? Yeah, I do. Um, I think the, the the players will want to go out in style. I think the the fact that um, we'll have more or less a full stadium by the look of it um, will, will obviously help that. Hopefully the South stands rocking. Um, I know obviously there's like a lot of, of flags and, and, and such like planned for um, the, the weekend. And I'm sure provided we get a bit of good weather, which I think we, we have got for this weekend, everyone will be out in the, the Derby shirts and it'll be a a very strange carnival atmosphere for what effectively is going to be a bit of a relegation party, which is a strange thing to say. Um, but yeah, it'll, I think it'll help us go out in style. And I think certainly if we get that, that early goal. 
if we if we start we're good at home anyway. Um, I, I think we could be scoring two or three because Cardiff they have not been great. They've had a pretty poor season to be honest, um, and uh, they've not been great of late either. So hopefully we can score a few. I love your optimism. I love it, Kieran. Uh, yeah, I do think we'll win. Um, early on in the uh, last week, I said I'm, I'm going two 0 Derby. And I think Malcolm. I think Malcolm's going to get his home goal. Um, I think uh, Lags have been touched on Cardiff. I think overall, really poor season. Um, don't really know what's gone so wrong so quickly there, but yeah, I think we'll. I think we'll uh, confidently pick up three points and finish strong. Then like it's already been touched on. The weird. Um, a weird atmosphere, a weird feeling going into it, really, because obviously we know we know what's coming, we know what's what's already happened. And I think it was very similar at Blackpool. It was it was like a cup final, but at the same time, it was we know this is one big relegation party, and it was it was very very weird atmosphere to be in. But yeah, uh, I think we'll I think we'll get it sealed and sealed and done on Saturday. So I'm going two 0 I like to hear it, and yeah, like you were saying there. You know, jump around if you're going down. I, I don't think that's a chant I, we were ever expected to sing, but you know, it, yeah. it really was a carnival atmosphere. But yeah, Simon, what do you reckon? Um, I think we'll be hearing a lot more of that jump around um, if you're going down. Um, I'm I'm a teacher, and I've obviously I've teach in Derby, and the amount of kids that I've just walked, I heard walking down the corridor singing that today. Um, I'm actually in Blackpool <laughs> the weekend as well. <laughs> It's, it's just nice. So for that reason, carnival atmosphere and whatnot, there's anything in it for either team. So I'm going to go 4-1 home win. 4-1? Wow. 4-1. Wow, yeah. there's, some, there's some optimism in here. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with yeah. you guys. Um, I reckon I reckon this is this is the one. We'll sign off with a win. A win away and a win at home. Back to back, which will uh, which will be nice. Doesn't happen very often at, at Derby. But lads, it's been an absolute pleasure. Really enjoyed it. Thank you very much for coming on. Cheers, mate. Cheers. No Absolute pleasure. Yeah, that was episode three of uh, Rams Talk from the Rams Monthly Review Show. If if you are new here, please subscribe, like, follow, whatever you do on whatever you're listening on. And thank you very much for listening. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.